You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK, and my main man's with me, Andy Burton. G'day, Andy. Hey, you going, guys? TK? Uh, look, I'm telling you what, it's good to be back. I feel like I'm refreshed. It's That week off has really done me well. It's like you've been to Origin, mate, and you've come back and you've backed up. You're doing well, mate. You look good, too. You've you kept the clean shave up, which I'm very impressed of. Yeah, I think I, I think I might keep this look, hey. It makes me look younger and feel younger. And look, <laughs> you feel younger, you just go harder. Speaking of rep duty, <laughs> so Corby's away on rep duty this week, and we've brought in the gun, the gun from New Zealand. He's a, he's a friend of the show. He's a world of knowledge. We welcome in Kyle Lomas. Kyle, thanks for joining us, my man. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks very much for having me. i um, been looking forward to it for a while now. Thank you. Nah, it's awesome. So tonight, tonight guys, uh, Clarky won't be joining us. He's just had a little girl yesterday. So big congratulations oh, to Dane Clark awesome. and, and his missus and their whole family. But I'm sure he'll be back on when he's when it all settles down in the next couple of weeks. But awesome. we'll be doing our TLT burning questions. We've got plenty to chat about. And also, thank you to everyone that sent in your questions on social media. So that's been fantastic. Before we get to that, please join <clears> in the conversation on social media, Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Talking League 1 on Twitter. Thank you to everyone that sent in Apple reviews as well, if you haven't yet. If you could do that, that would be most appreciated. All right, before we get to the burning questions, I'll just quickly run through kind of the carnage that's happened on uh, on the team list reviews. What a list. Really, yeah, what a list. <laughs> it's gonna, it's probably going to take me about a minute. Yeah, so so bear me with me a little bit. It's, it's, it's probably one of no, these, mate. No, no, that's no, no, no. Already, Gus is blowing up about this. <laughs> but TLT, so West Tigers, Adam Dewey. I don't know what's going on. He switched to centre. Moses Embiid will be starting at 5'8". Tommy Talao is back from suspension on the wing. Jacob Little back at hooker. Jock Madden, he debuts off the bench. Sean Bloor makes his first start on the bench. Also, so out of the team, cross out. Sini, Stefano, and Jake Simpkin all got cut. Newcastle Knights, unchanged. Heimel Hunt, he's on an extended bench. Marty Tapao returns from his HIA week out for Manly. Broncos, Thomas Flegler is the new lock, and he will start for Patrick Carrigan, who is out with an ACL injury for the rest of the year. The Bulldogs, very ballsy. They've dropped Kyle Flanagan, Jake Avarillo. He'll be starting at halfback, and Brennan Wakeham, he's the new 5'8". The Raiders, Jordan Rapiner, he's out for two weeks with a hamstring strain. He's replaced by the Fijian, Semi Valamai, and Hudson Young back in the starting lineup with both Hudson, uh, sorry, Ryan Sutton and Joseph Tarpany both out. We'll see Hudson start at lock. Tommy Starling, he's actually retained his starting role with Josh Hodson on the bench. The Sharkies. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about this team. But Josh Dugan, he, he returns for the injured Jesse Ramian. The big man, Andrew the Fafita, the bopper, he's back on the internet change bench for his first game. And the halves are unchanged with Townsend and Johnson retaining their spots. Souths, they welcome back their skipper, Adam Reynolds, and Dane Gagai returns to the centers. The Roosters have Lachlan Lamb back. It is a few rumors going around that Sam Walker is unlikely to play. And Statili, even though his name's Statili Tupanui, is back from suspension. The Cowboys are unchanged. Warriors have Ben Murdoch Masilla back. Big Lomas, he's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> the Eels, interesting enough, they've named Jacob uh, Arthurs to make his first grade debut at 5'8. Waka Blake's back at center. Now, because Jacob played reserve grade last week, he's actually not allowed to train with the team for the entire week until the day before they actually kick off. Because he needs to, and he has to have COVID tests, and he has to be taken away from the team. So, be interesting. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So, they haven't even got top 17 right now. So, that's going to be interesting how <laughs> yeah, that plays hard. out. 
Carnage of the Good Storm. Cameron Munster <laughs> and Harry Grant to miss at least two weeks. The cheese is suspended. Ryan Puppenhausen is back, but named on an extended bench, so no certainty to play. The Dragons, Michele Ravalawa, he's returning from suspension in the place of Matt Figai, who has an ankle injury. The Titans, unchanged, pending David Fafita, who's at judiciary tonight. And the Panthers, Kurt Capel will be missing with his HIA. Liam Martin, the start. Jermaine Hopgood, he joins the bench. Unfortunately, as we expected, Paul Momorowski is available, but named as number 18 as an extended bench. Now, Kyle, let's... Go have a drink, mate, because that was a bloody long effort. That, that was. A long was that's nearly half the, the bloody podcast. Sorry about that, gents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... It's a minefield tonight. Yeah, yeah but boys, we've been talking about, man, Kyle, we've been talking about this for about a week now. Paul Momorowski, <laughs> let's get you off here. Kyle, give me your thoughts. Paul Momorowski, buy, hold, yeah, sell. I, I, um, I did a little bit of digging and, and chucked a question up on one of the Panthers pages about this, and um, most pretty much all the answers were, nah, he's not going to get back in. Their back line's just playing way too good to, to bring him back in after three weeks away, and um, I think I think what well, you said, TK, that burden's really starting to prove his worth in that centre position. And yeah, I, I I know he is going to the Bulldogs next year, but I think the Panthers are going to be kicking themselves for letting him go. To be fair, yeah. In your fantasy team, Kyle, what are you doing with Momo? Oh, I'm going to flick him, man. I um yeah, I don't think he's going to be uh, an option to keep to hold. Um, he's only going to be worthy over Origin or if there's any injuries, mate. So I'm going to get rid of him this week, unfortunately. Yeah. He's been a pretty good man to have, but unfortunately held it for three weeks and now he's not there. So now nah, I'm not going to hold him any longer. Any names on the target list so far? On the Tigers list? On the target, uh, list. The target list. Mate, oh, I, sorry. What about yeah, his? Man. He can't understand <laughs> my English. I had no <laughs> idea what he just said there for the first two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm actually having a look at Stephen Crichton. To be fair, um, he's really since he switched sides, he's uh, started to really warm up in that in that um, centre position, and he's looking real good. So, um, I think he's about eleven percent ownership, um, a bit higher than I thought. But yeah, he's one that I am definitely looking at. I'm glad you brought him up, and I did dig in a little bit with you as well. Right centre, he averages fifty. He averages thirty-four mm-hmm. at fullback and left centre thirty. And he's got a jewel. He saves a mm-hmm. lot. He saves you a bit of cash sw- switching down as well. He's probably in the mix for Origin, but probably not in that top nah. echelon. So it'll have to take a New South Wales loss probably for him to be in there. So he's probably going to be my straight swap. Uh, Birds, uh, Andy, any any thoughts there? I'll tell you what. With the news of um, of Cole Flanagan getting dropped and the man, Jacob Rillo, going to halfback, mm. mate, he could be a good straight swap. He's, he's only 491K and he's a seven who will be the dominant kicker there because Wakeham wasn't that much of a kicker. He's more of a 5'8". He's a dominant kicker, and he's only at 491k, so he could be a bit of a, a smoky um, center position there for Momo as well. Yeah, why don't we st- stick on Flano there, Andy? Like, do you think it's just maybe just a kick in the pants for a week? Like, because he is the main man. He's, he's the main signing. Uh, I don't know, because I, th- I still think Avrilo is signed for next year as well when Burton does come over. So I think he's a bit of a, an audition for, for Wakeham and um, and possibly Lewis when he comes back. They've got halves everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, it, yep. if... If Flano gets dropped and if somehow Bulldogs pull off another win, um, Plano might not play again for if, – if they keep getting a roll on here and Avrilo performs well at seven, he was taking a few kicks off Flano, which was a bit weird because Flano usually, usually is a maiden kicker. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think for Flano holders, it's possibly it's just a hold for one week. Yep. But yeah, I, I'd say just wait one week. If he doesn't make the TLT next week, punt him. 
Yeah, mm. I, I think in his, I think it's a power play to say that no one's safe in that that team. Yep. And the say, I think the, the good thing is <laughs> the Bulldogs are very unlikely to get on a roll, right? Because mm. they just don't have a good team. So the <laughs> chance of him coming back next week is pretty high. Kyle, any thoughts? Yeah, hey, you reckon they might put Burton at centre when he goes to the Dogs? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's playing that well. Well, he's isn't the he? best centre in the in the world, so possibly. Yeah, they need some better backs out there, and he might actually be pretty good. But uh, yeah, I don't think so. If, well, isn't that where Avrilo came from? He played centre. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Mm. I did have yeah, a look. We, 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 Andy, we were speaking about Kurt Mann, and if people don't want to hold Flano, I think Kurt Mann is a good straight swap for swap. They're pretty much exactly the same price, and. Even though mm. he had a lower game last week, Kurt Mann, the three games before that, very, very impressive. Yeah, he has been playing really well. So, again, um, Green's injured, so he's got Crossland. So, Mann's the main half, which is very unusual for Mann to have that role, but he's the main half there, and he took most of the kicking off Crossland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually didn't have the best game. He had 48 points, but um, look, he's there to step up until Mitchell Pearce comes back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys, let's look at the carnage that was the the West Tigers. Now, first things, and I got hurt. When I was I was getting it left, right, and center, I reckon I got 20 people message me today <laughs> going, Adam Dewey's moving to the centers, and I was crying. I was pretty busy at work today for the first time in a while too, so I was shedding tears at my desk. But, Kyle, buy, hold, or sell on Adam Dewey? He's an old man, for sure. He'll still score 100 at center, bro. <laughs> Mate, it's interesting. The last game he played at centre, Kyle, he actually killed Manly, and yeah. he scored 69, scoring two tries. Mm. Like, he's interchangeable. He's one of those pure footballers. So I wouldn't panic. He still averages 40 mm-hmm. in the three games that he or, played or, last although, year. Although they've pulled him away from, you know, the general play and the, the half and 5'8", he's still going to get – they're still going to be looking to go to his side quite a bit, I think. And, you know, he's still got that attacking flair even at centre. You know, he can still inject himself in the middle there if he has to and if he feels that Brooks or um, or especially Imbiers aren't pulling their weight. And, you know, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a weird call, to be fair. Um, I don't know why they moved him, but, yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah, I still think he'll be effective at centre as well, mate. Look at where they put um, Marge, Benji Marshall in the centre, Rabideau's that game. Absolutely mm. killed it and had yep. a lot of interjection in the, in the attacking flair. So I think it might have a similar role to that if he sort of gets himself involved, which is that kind of player who does. Yeah, I'd, I'll be interested to see maybe if Adam's carrying a niggly around the groin or a, or a hemi or something like that, and maybe he can't kick and they're thinking they need him mm. in the team, but he might not be able to play make or can you give am, me I, a, am I clutching? Can I, get a, can I get a bold prediction, a gut feel prediction of what do you think Umbai is going to score at six. I heard another – just before we hit the record button too, I was just watching a little bit of NRL 360. And one thing they did mention is now they think – like the Tigers season's effectively overripe. They've got Moses Umbai on mm. a big contract next year and they need to show him at his best. Do you think him moving to six is kind of like an audition to play him at his best football so another club thinks he's good? <laughs> Playing, yeah, is, this play, is this playing Moneyball, the Moneyball theory? Because <laughs> they know he's not going to fit in their team, but they need him off the books. So the better they make him look, because the season's gone. Like, they're not going to make the finals from here unless they go on some roll, which won't happen. It's mm. an interesting theory. Um, look, I don't think he's the, the player that the Tigers wanted him to be. Uh, he, he was groomed for the whole season to play fullback. Yep. And then Dane Laurie comes in and absolutely kills it. So. Yeah, yep. 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's an interesting theory. I just don't. I see my bold prediction is him um, scoring thirty five points. I think. Yeah, I, I'm probably with you, and he's my boy. I, I'm so upset about it. But boys, I, I need to move on. I need to move on. Jake Simpkins. Jake Simpkin. I actually thought he was been playing pretty f- good footy. Maybe it's a rest for an eighteen year old, but. Mm. Andy, what are you going to do with, with Jake? Did you pick it? You've got him in classic, don't well, you? No, nah, uh, luckily, oh, not luckily, but luckily I didn't because I had other injury scares I had to deal with, so I never really picked him up. Good in a way because he obviously only made a little bit of cash, mm. but I just seen his last game. It was, it was a lot of forward passes. It wasn't really that many good deliveries, so I believe that's why he's been dropped. Uh, little and also Little's been killing it in reserve grade. So, mate, <laughs> whatever's happening in reserve grade for Tigers, their hookers are just killing yeah. it in reserve grade. Just can't do it in first grade. So. Mate, <laughs> by the looks of things, I reckon West Tigers reserve grade would beat their first grade. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, man, I reckon that um, Little wasn't actually paying that bad when he got dropped either. You know, he hadn't done a lot wrong. Mm. I think Mags just sort of had to feel like he had to change something, so he's just gone. Oh. We'll Simpson's killing it. Bring him in. Yeah. Little was the one who took the blow. I'll give him match one. The other way around, yeah. Yeah. I'll give him match one thing. At least he's put him on the extended bench so he doesn't lose money. I'll, I'll rather him not play so he keeps his value than him go on the bench and start dropping cash. So yeah, it's not an important. He's, he's we, done that well for us. Thanks. Yeah. thanks. So <laughs> he's made some good money. He's made 160K, but right now there's just other priorities to get out of the team. So yeah. it's good that he's on the extended bench. He better not bring him back into that lineup too. So. Oh, isn't Little t- targeted for Origin? So you could play with Yeah, <laughs> Mate, I live up the road from their training base in Concord. I'm nearly going down there. I've got to have words with Madge. He's he's messing. Oh, I'm in the top 1,000 now. This is getting serious. I was driving past the other day, and I seen uh, Alex Twal cross the road with a with a bunch of protein powder. I was going to ask him, hey, mate, how's your proposition? You're going to start killing it or what? <laughs> <laughs> he's been probably... Bulking up better than he's been playing, that's for sure. Now, boys, the other two, we've got a couple of, well, one deputant in Jock Madden, very, very good halfback. I don't even know where he fits into this team because he's not a dummy half. And then Sean Bloy, he's been talked up all off-season. Now, Kyle, any interest in either of these two guys, mate? Um, not Jock Madden yet, mate. I think he's obviously like the other deputants, just got to prove himself for a week or two, see how he goes. You know, look what happened with Sini. We got him for one week. Played well in the second week, shit the bed. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think just some of these young guys, you just maybe have to just wait a week or two just to see how they go and prove themselves. They're not going to get dropped, like obviously um, the Marxini Express. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, not Jock. No, um, Sean Bloor had a look um, sort of at the start of the season before he got injured, and um, yep. his stats weren't real appealing. Um, you know, and another one just has to prove himself in first grade. Um, I think, yeah, a week or two just to wait and just have a watch, see what sort of minutes he gets if he gets any and just see how it goes, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he just needs starting minutes, Andy. Yeah, yep. same thing with Bloor. Bloor last season, um, come off the bench, was very uh, live wire, but he seemed to, what's the word, um, just sort of gas real easy. So him having to come back from injury to – 80-minute roll, I don't see it happening. He'll yeah. spend a couple of um, games off the bench, yeah. and then they'll test him, and then if, they, if they're if they struggling, then they'll bring him in. Yeah, I agree. We're on agreeance there. All right, boys, one close to your heart, Andy. No deal brown for three weeks, but Mitchell Moses, for mine, he's probably moving into very, very, very good buy territory. Give me your thoughts on Mitchie Moses. 
Well, mate, he has done it before. Moses without Brown absolutely kills it. So I think mm. this is good, good signs if you're a Moses holder, mm. and good signs if you're if you're looking to trade out uh, a monster. Monster, or, yeah. Or even if you have Dewey, you don't yep. really trust him going to centre. So yeah, him to Moses seems like ugh, kill a trade because, mate, just think about it. He, he'll be the only person doing try assists and kicks for Parramatta. But in saying that, I heard Jacob Arthur his play does play a Moses type role. So it, it was interesting seeing 500 kick meters out of him uh, like last week. But Kyle, you're a big fan of Mitch Moses, and you're one of the smart ones at eight percent that I think already have him. Give me your give me your best on Mitch. Yeah, well, even when Dylan Brown's there, man, he still um he still runs the team, mate. You know, Dylan Brown just does the running. Um, and and Mitch organises all the kick meters, sets up a lot of the of the attacking raids that they 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 run. Mm. Um, and Dylan Brown just he just plays his natural game, eh? Um, but yeah, Mitchell most definitely organiser. Um, and and just overall, uh, just seems to yeah control the team uh, more than Dylan Brown Dylan Brown does. Yeah, I like him as well. I think Andy, you made a really good point about. You know, Munster holders, especially because that's going to be our next question because we want to talk about Cam Munster, two weeks out with injury, minimum, and then he's looking at one game back and then straight into origin. So for me, anyone that holding Cam Munster, especially right now where he's kind of, he's back over 700 grand. So you can actually switch one for one. There's 25% owning this guy. Pops is back either this week or next week. So he loses goal kicking. For me, it's just a really smart decision. Mitch Moses won't be playing Origin. Low ownership. He, he's he got great base stats, and his main halves, partner's out. So for me, Cam Munster's a sell. Andy? And he's also, uh, just to back up Moses, he's also going to put a absolute plethora of tries on this weekend against Kyle Lomas's team, the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> while we're here, boys, do you want to put your bet on while we're here? Yeah, I'll, we'll do the same bet as as uh, as Corbs if you want. What was that? Uh, I think he was he had to wear a Warriors jersey or something and put a. Oh yeah, because he beat the Dragons. I thought I thought you were going to bet ten dollars in. That would be like a thousand dollars in New Actually, Zealand money. Hey, do you want to put a twenty dollar multi on? The uh-huh. loser has to put a twenty buck multi on. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Because right. the Dude, official handshake. handshake. <laughs> Tap the screen or something. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Done. Nice. Good work, boys. <laughs> uh, but with Munster, yeah, I think Munster's a definite sell. It's either Jerome Hughes to pick up or it's uh, Mitchell Moses because Hughes could be a bit of a uh, – mate, he's, um, he could step up massively, Hughes, with Munster oh, gone. Yeah, I thought about Hughes. He's just – he's kind of outpriced nearly 800K. Uh, he's only 722. Who? Sure. Jerome Hughes? No, no, yeah. he's 780K. Why has he gone up? Yeah. He had a huge game. He had like an 80-point game oh. last week. Uh, okay, maybe Shit. the price is wrong. And after he scores 200 this week, he'll be like <laughs> a million. He could go dead set. He'll do all the kicking this week. He could, if he's getting 70 with only half the kicking, who knows what this guy could score. He's very, very good. He's a countryman. What do you think of Jerome? He's just This is just off the cuff here, Cole. Yeah, um, I think uh, end of last year, I think was it Cam Smith told him to start taking a bit more ownership of the team, eh? And um, he started showing it at the end of last year and just coming into this year, man, he's just been killing it. Um, even with Cam Munster there, 
he's still been taking charge, I think, of, of that Storm team. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing him in a Kiwis jersey, to be fair, where the next test is. And mm. just see how he how he transitions from that Storm system to the Kiwi system, you know. Um, I just hope, hope Madge ain't the coach, bro. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kyle, what about this as a spine with the cheese at nine? You got Jerome at seven, Dill Brown or Sean Johnson at six, and then Chance at fullback. Yeah, I don't mind that, man. Um, I think with the way SJ's been going, you know, he's been injured. I still think he's a lock in that seven role. To be fair, mm. he's got that experience, um, and Jerome will be able to still play his natural game, even with Shawnee as the seven. Because Sean can still um, kick. Uh, uh, have the kick meters and that, and he can still set up a few plays. But I think Jerome's just been so dangerous. You know, he's going to have Kenny Bromwich on on an edge there somewhere as well. So they've still already got that that combo. And with uh, the cheese at nine, there's a few storm players there already that can can bring a bit of a bit of flair to that middle. You know, yeah, for sure. Hopefully, we get some yeah. test footy. But last questions of the burning ones, Tommy Starling boys. He's retained his starting role, which is quite interesting with Josh Hodson back this week. Is this the sign things to come? Andy, any thoughts on Tom Starling? I think for draft, he's a massive yes, if you can pick him up. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. I've seen your bloody free agencies. Unreal. (laughs) Uh, But for classic, I think with Hodgson still looming there, I still think he's a, he's a risk, a risky play. Yeah. So for people wanting to pick him up this week at 475, Kyle, you're a no? Nah, I wouldn't yet, mate. I, he's still, I think he's still underpriced, but um, there's still value to be made. But, man, um, Hodgson could be starting nine next week. Yeah, I think that's, be- that's better for us fantasy coaches. Ricky should just start him for the next four weeks and then punt him. So then <laughs> we got Tommy Starling at like 375. That's the beauty of this game. That's what it really is. Uh, it's, it's all about looking for yeah. that spice. For sure. <laughs> All right, boys, let's move. We've got plenty of Q&A. Thank you to everyone that dropped in a question. We've got about, I don't know, about 20 questions to, to cover. But, boys, let's kick it off. And I left – actually, because the questions are so good, I left a few of these burning questions like the Tommy Flegler and stuff to the Q&A. But we'll kick things off. The first question is from Kai Woods, and he asks, I've only got 12 players for the first buy. Is that enough? Well, the thing is, last week I was I started planning this a long time ago, and I had fourteen last week because Seni and Simkin are gone. Now I'm down to twelve as well. <laughs> so now I'm thinking that I'm probably only going to have fifteen, max sixteen. I don't want to make maybe because I'm I'm thinking this week I've already, you know, when you hit the button, even though this is not locked in. So I've punted Momo to Crichton, and that let me then pop Welshy out for Ryan Madison. So I, I, I am starting towards, uh, again, I'm back up to 14 players. Do you, do you think Madison plays Origin? He, nah. he was his 18th man or something last year, he didn't? Just missed too yeah. much footy, I think, this yeah. year. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the same. Yeah. If, if yeah. that's the case, is in my um, uh, one of the questions later. Yeah, he's hot. That's a good trade. Mm. But, yeah, I'm probably aiming for about minimum of 15. I really want to go hard at the first buy because I just don't know what's going to happen in the, 17, the round 17. And the other thing is... I'm not really interested in a lot of players that play around 17 that won't play Origin. Like, the only guys that I've got on my list, I just made a little list, and some of your boys, Kyle. Toho yep. Harris, I would love to yep. have. I would love yep. to have RTS, only if he stays at fullback. The guy that's probably very, very undervalued, and if he comes back very quickly in the next four weeks, Fanua Blake at 620K. Yep. He's right yep. on my radar because I know they're going to need him. Jason Tamulolo, yep. before I pick him up, I still need a few more weeks out of him. 
Ruppin is going to hurt me because once you get a hammy injury, I don't like that because you're going to do it again probably from what the NRL physio has said and also physio Phil. It's very likely you'll do it again. And then Jack Wyden, if he doesn't play Origin, will he step up? And then I've always had a big rap on Joseph Tuppany. Surely he fires up like at the start of the season at some point and he's getting cheaper and cheaper as the season go on. So I've only named eight that I want. So I don't really – if any – I'm going for the round – I'd rather go for round seven, 13 – because there's non-origin players that are actually very fantasy relevant in that buy period. Yeah, okay. So that round 17, I don't mind playing with maybe less players, maybe 10 players. But I'd rather play with a full full kit in that first one. This was only my question, but boys, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, look, with the players you listed, um, they're still a bit risque as well. Even with Tarpany, he's minutes are, in a minutes cloud. You, with Ricky, you don't know. Mm. Um, he's obviously fed up with a lot of his players. Um, so you, the the more lucrative players playing in round thirteen, like you were talking about, um, I think I'm I'm with you there. I have yeah. to do another analysis on me. And there's just some sucky teams. Like right now, the Sharks suck. The Dogs suck. Like, why would you pick their players? Like, I can't pick Sean Johnson even at six hundred k. I don't know what he's going to yep. produce. He's going to yep. put some footy on the board, Cole. Yeah, yeah. He's um he's he's still underdone. Eh? He's um he's still got a lot of improvement to do, and he's probably still not. 100% confident, mm. pushing too hard on that Achilles, eh? Um, yeah, but for me, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as UTK, man. Um, I think that round 13 by there's a lot more value and a lot better players in, that are playing round 13 than there are in 17. Mm. Uh, but those players you mentioned, uh, especially for Noah Blake and Tohu Harris, are definitely two fellas that are on my watch list. Um, another one that has been mentioned going through the season is Ryan Sutton. I know he's got that hyperextended elbow, but he's he has definitely thrown up some really good scores, and um, I'd just like to see him retain the minutes or just get a few more minutes. But now for me, he's probably one that's on my radar. I'm just going to keep an eye on him when he comes back and see how he goes, depending this, on how long he's out for, too. For sure, pod potential for sure. All right, moving on, Big Daddy Crib. Kyle, he wants to know, is Jason Tamulolo a good buy? Yeah, we, we just talked about this before, obviously. Um, you know, he's a, he's a proven gun, obviously. And uh, mm. and obviously, everyone got thrown off at the start of the year with um, with the, the coach's uh, minutes. Yeah, um, obviously, that changed very, very quickly once he got back from his broken hands. Um, yeah. yeah, he definitely proved it on the weekend that he's uh, he's probably making his way back up to that gun status. Um, I think... If you're playing head-to-head, he's definitely a buy. Uh, for draft, for me, I think he's just a wait for another week or two just to see if he does maintain those minutes that he got on the weekend. Yeah, uh, His BE's still around about 60, so he's probably not going to lose a lot. He's probably not going to make too much uh, after this week. So, yeah, I think he's just a wait for now. Um, and they are playing the Origin. Uh, the Origin, sorry, they're playing the Roosters this week who got belted by the Eels last week. So that pack of the Roosters will be out to prove a point. Um, Radley, um, uh, sorry, not Radley, um, Crichton. And is Tupanua back this week or is he still out? Yeah, he's, he's back. Named, uh... He's back. Yeah. So I think they'll be out to prove a point this week after getting bashed up last week. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's just a wait for me for now. Like Turbo, I've got a three-game rule. So, yeah, he's a wait for me as well. I've got to see three good weeks, consistent yeah. minutes. I want to see that health too. He's broken two hands already. Is your three-game rule like your three-date rule before you? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a hoe, bro. 
<laughs> All right, next question. Brenton Vickery, this is for you, Andy. Now, actually, we're sticking on the low low. So he wants to know, are we getting low low now or wait a week? And then he's got a preference in his head-to-head league. So he can have either Torhu Harris or Payne Haas. He's leaning towards Haas, but what's your thoughts? So with, with Lolo, I think Cole's spot on there. Um, definitely wait more week, one more week and see if his minutes remain the same because it, 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 that's he, for him, that's everything. If he can get those 71 minutes, we come back for 71 minutes with broken hands and he's played that first game back. So I think if he does it again, then that's when you pick him up. Yep. Uh, he's already lost 100K from last year, 701K. So uh, like you said, BE's only 60, so he shouldn't earn that much coin or be that much more expensive than this week. So definitely a wait with Lolo. Cool. Um, and with Hass or Harris, well, I think we're going to go with Hass. Hey, he's got a much higher ceiling. Um, he's playing average of sixty-two the last two games, sixty minutes, and he, he's a bit of a. I know it's a head to head, but he'd be a bit of a pod. He's only got eight percent owned, but Hass has got a much higher ceiling, so I'll definitely go with him with the Hass there. Okay. Especially with with Flegler, oh, sorry, with um, Carrigan out, Hass will have to step up and take a lot more um, responsibility in defence and attack. Yep, nice. I like that. Now, Fui Fui Moimo, he's back. He wants to know he's <laughs> he wants to know our thoughts on Tommy Flegler. Well, he said assuming he gets the starting, he did get the starting thirteen mm. role. Kyle, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts on Tommy Flegler? Yeah, he's an interesting one for me. Um, he's another one. I think we probably just need to wait. Um, you know, you've got. That the rest of those middles there from the Bronx, they've got plenty of middles there. They've got Asiata, they've got Kennedy, they've got Bullimore. Any one of those three could start. I, I just don't know um, about about him yet. Um, there was a good write up uh, that Mark did on his amateur page about yeah, him, and uh, it was it was really good. Um, but I think you know, uh, I think he's just a wait. Uh, no one really knows. Um, I pulled up some stats on him. He's only played started at lock six times and that was all only in 2019 mm. um, average of, of 37 minutes for only 25 points. So, you know, I know that's a couple of years ago now, but just look back on the stats. I, I think, I think he's awake and I, I just don't think there's enough value there either. Um, and there's a lot of uncertainty too with Alex yeah. Glenn returning as well, right? Mate? Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. I think once Alex Glenn returns, he could quite possibly go back to the pine. I'm just not sure what they're going to do with that lock spot if they put Pangai back there and Jordan, Ricky, and Glenn have those edges. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think he's a weight, to be fair. Boys, what last week taught me with, with Sini, I I picked up Sini to try and make cash. I didn't really, and I blew a trade. Now I'm blowing up. I don't, like, considering what we're going into and what we're seeing in these team lists, I don't think we can waste trades on money makers that don't have certainty. Mm. And I don't see any anything that – I don't need Tom Flegler. Like, the chances – I need guys that are scoring me points. I'm in the top 1,000 now, right? So this might be different. Everyone's got different strategies and approaches. But for me, because I'm in the top 1,000, I want to continue in the top 1,000. And I need points, not money, right now. So I want to keep ahead of everyone. And I don't think Tommy Flegler is going to give this to me. And to be honest, between the two, everyone's kind of like dissing kind of Matt Lodge. If I had money between the two of them, I had to pick. Even though he's like a hundred and what ninety k more, I'll pick Lodge over Flegler every day of the week. If you want a money making forward, big old Renault for Tony. Uh, he, I'm picking him <laughs> up this week. Yeah, I know that you're gonna. We're, yep. We've got a question on him later in the show as well, Andy. Which I'm glad you brought yep. him up because just something different. 
But mm. yeah, I'm just not seeing it in Tommy Flegler. Like I said, like Ricky, yeah, he's raw, but he played really well last week. And TPJ just kept kept on just going between his edge to the middle. I just think having those three boppers in the middle, you just give so much away. I know Carrigan's not the best best ball player, but he still offered more with the ball than Flegler did. Yeah, and I just don't, yeah. I just don't see it, and I'm not wasting a trade on him. So, I feel like he's just a prop. He's, yeah. I don't see him if, if, excelling at all. If lot. you're in massive trouble this week and you need a mid, and he's the only thing you can find, I'll pick him up. But if you don't need to make this trade, I don't think you need to do it. Or if you've got trades to burn and you sort of somehow haven't, you've survived all these injuries, <laughs> you've got plenty of trades. Yeah, go for it. But you I doubt there's this. anyone out there that's like that in that front position. 100%. All right, next question. Clay Murray, Andy, he wants to know Is Roger two of us a Sheck to Tommy Turbo a sideways move? And otherwise, what else should I do with Roger? Uh, I see Turbo is a more superior fullback. Like, the average is there. RTS average 50. Turbo's current average is 70 points. But the only problem there is Turbo um, playing Origin. Yeah. Surely he's playing Origin, right? Even though it's at center. And it's a high risk. It's high-intensity clash for Origin. So there's a risk of for Turbo to get injured once again. So it's it's just so hard to pick him. And mm. he does And the only problem, RTS doesn't play Origin, but he does, doesn't play the 13 round or round 13. Uh, it's, it's it's a tough one because Turbo's better. RTS will probably play more, but there's so much risk with Turbo. So I think it's a bit of a, a void trade because, to be fair, if I had the chance, I'd probably pick up RTS considering he's a Warriors player and he won't yeah. miss that many games, just missed that buy round in 13. And then from that, he's playing onwards. Walsh, I don't see Walsh taking his spot in fullback. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a. I think I don't. I wouldn't make that trade to be honest. I just think it's um, a little bit too late, right, Any? Yeah, I think so. And we, if he wanted to punt him, um, I'd say Dewey, but him in the center scares me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you had a bit of extra cash, I think it's an extra fifty k. Um, you can maybe try for a Gutho, or if he's looking for a ballsy option, he could downgrade to a Brimson, who seems to be playing better. Uh, better forty uh, as of late, mm. with fifty five average over the last three rounds, and he's only five hundred twenty two k. So, I think Tommy Turbo a bit too late and risky play Brimson, um, safe play Gutho. Yeah, nice, nice thoughts. All right, Andy, sticking on you, David Feeder is still going on as we speak, judiciary oh, tonight, yeah. with his potential suspension. Just say he does get suspended for two games. That gives one game he's going to return against the Sharks and then play Origin. <laughs> Does this yeah. give you – is this sell signals for you at all? Well, out of the next four games, he's got the potential to miss three. So, the, obviously, the, the three-day turnaround from Origin to the, him playing on the Saturday against the Roosters. Mm. So, they may bring him back, but he's not going to get – I don't think he'll play 80 minutes. They'll rest him. He's too important for that Titans team. Yeah. Whereas, you can pop – you can trade him for a Madison now Consider he he's playing the next three rounds, won't play Origin, and he also plays round thirteen. So I think uh, he's a he's a bit of a trade out for me and a straight swap to Maddo uh, if I can afford the trades. So it's yeah, it's even though he's a keeper, I think having that much money on the bench um, where you can also play into that round thirteen mm. um, potential game. Mm. Uh, it's, yeah, that's that's what I would probably do. Cole, we're discussing mm. this last night. Has your thoughts changed on what you'll do with Fafita? Uh, yeah, it's a tough one, man. Um, he's one of two guys that I would aim to keep over Origin. 
him and Cleary for me. The rest of them, I'll look at probably flicking. Um, but yeah, man, that's a real tough one. You're right, Andy, and what you say with the money on the bench. But you got to have a good plan to get him back to. Yeah. If you sell him, you have to get him back, and you know you, you have to be with all these injuries and what's been going on. You could be struggling to get him back if, if we continue to see these injuries and and this this Houdini by all these coaches. Um, yeah. Man. It, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm probably going to keep him, to be fair. I just I don't know if I'll be able to get him back if I let him go. <laughs> is, this your girl, is this your girlfriend or your player? <laughs> Baby, come back. <laughs> it sounds like that, a version of The Notebook or something tonight. But next question, Kyle, we'll, steer, we'll go to you, mates. Yeah, Re- This is a New Zealand Warriors question. Actually, the first one, Daniel Chapman. I'm sure he knows you some way because he seems to know you quite well. Kyle. <laughs> Well, the first question, this is just a more random rugby league question. Kyle, what is the most yep. memorable Warriors game you've been to? Um, man, I was at that uh, the final, the semi-final 2008 when the Warriors played the Roosters at Mount Smart and old Ruben Wickies ran it off the back fence and smoked Sia Soliola. I remember, yeah. Killed him. Um, <laughs> man, I was right in front of that. I was sitting right there when it happened and, man, I was just sitting there going, far out. He just absolutely <laughs> killed him. Um, yeah, no, that, that night was fantastic. And, um, you know, the Warriors were on fire that year. I think um, uh, Lance Ohio was playing some great footy, scored a couple of tries in that game. Manu was was his rampaging self. He'd scored something like 16, 16 tries that year. And yep. I think the night he scored that one try, I think that was like a sixth try in like two or three games. Um, uh, it, was, it was a bit... You know, that was a, an awesome game and definitely the best game that I've ever been to in New Zealand. Um, and, yeah, and then my only game that I've been to overseas was at um, Suncorp when the Warriors played Brisbane. Uh, we lost that game and, man, we got a fan. The Broncos boys gave it to us, eh? Um, but, yeah, no, those were definitely my two memorable games, the one in Aussie and obviously the one at Mount Smart was was a fantastic night and, and the boys had a, a mean win, um, 30 points to 13 against the Roosters in that one. Unfortunately, they went on and lost against Manly in the bloody prelim final the next week. Hey, Kyle, what was the year that you guys played the Roosters in the grand final? Uh, 2002. Two. I'll give you yeah. my most memorable game. You guys played us in the prelim, the Sharks. Yep. And what they did, because the crowd was going to be so low, because the game was at ANZ oh, Stadium Australia, which is in Homebush, which is out west, they let anyone with a New Zealand passport have free tickets to the game times four. Yes. Yep. So yep. it ended up being like 80,000 people at a prelim. More Kiwis. And it was about 10,000 sharks and 70,000 Kiwis. <laughs> yeah, and man. Awesome. Yeah, they, they probably had about 20,000 flyover from New Zealand oh, for that just because of the free mate. tickets. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> the flight, oh, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. And by the yep. end of it, it, the crowd really got the Warriors home because the sharks were all over him in the second half. Yeah. They were coming at him hard and then – John Carlos scored a try off, I think, Ivan Cleary kick, I think it was by memory. And then, or maybe Stacey Jones to Carlo and then Ivan Cleary converted. But, yeah, that was quite an amazing day. Yep. I'm just trying to remember back to that Sharks game. I, I can't, can't kind of remember it. Um, you guys had Tuki yeah, and, like, all sorts was, of fellas. Yeah. yeah um, no, nah, that was, um, yeah, that 2002 year. It was funny. I was listening to that Lance Ohio podcast by the Guru today and, man, um, just some of those memories that, that he came back with were awesome. And, um, yeah, that, that 2002 and 2011 for the Warriors, I think were probably the two best years, the two years they got into the grand final. So 
Um, yeah, wish we could have could have grabbed one one of those years, but unfortunately we couldn't. All right, mate, I haven't seen a premiership in my lifetime either, so we're, we're on the part there. <laughs> guess what, boys? Neither of you will be. Yeah, oh, right. oh, maybe maybe this year for the Eels, mate. They're going pretty good. Honestly, I'm look. I always say it. Maybe this year's our year. Politics. <laughs> Just thinking on Daniel's question, he's got this was a little bit. He was going to think that maybe Walsh will get named at six and Nick Arima at fourteen. Now, yep. if this ever, we'll, we'll phrase it a little bit differently, Kyle. If this does happen in the future, just say it's next week or the week after, is there buy signals then for for Walshy? Uh, yeah, I think there is, mate. Um, you know, he provides uh, he he just got that raw talent, like a, you know, a young Sean Johnson almost. You know, he, he can do everything. He can score tries. He can set up tries. He can kick. He can pass. You know, um, he. Just it, it just looks like one of those guys that will come up with those clutch plays when mm. when the team needs it under pressure. And at such a young age, that's got professionalism and and just a star making written all over it. Eh? Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely think he'll be a buy if he can hold down a spot, uh, especially uh, in the halves. If he can hold down a spot for one or two weeks, I think then definitely you've really got to consider buying him, especially if it's after that round thirteen. Um, but he's still got a plenty of money to make, so I think. Even prior, it's probably still a good pickup because he's got plenty of money to make and, and he's already shown that he can score plenty of points. For sure. And next question, I'll do these two pretty quickly. Christian Bullock asks, feels like a two-horse race for the Queensland 14 between Hunt and Brubson. Both valuable for round 13, which is more likely to get picked. It's just either or. It depends what Paul Green wants as a coach. I'd say probably Hunt would have his nose just in front because of the fact that he can play in the halves and then also hooker. Got Harry Grant that probably is carrying still a little bit of injury as well, which puts doubt now that you probably do need a 14 that can actually play hooker. So you probably think Hunt's probably slightly in front, which is not bad for us fantasy coaches if Brimson doesn't play. So what will happen is for New South Wales and Queensland, they'll name an 18th and 19th. 18 and 19 can go home that weekend and play, and then they return on the Wednesday, and then they back up as the 18th and 19th men warming up. So I think you're more likely to see Brimson in the 18, but... Who knows what Paul Green wants. And the other question was from Aaron Simpson. He wants to know, which centre pairing this week out of Bird, Crichton, and Momo? Well, that's pretty easy now. It's Bird and Crichton. But I know that you probably want to – we spoke a little bit about Momo, and even though I went direct swap for Stephen Crichton, you might not like Crichton. There is some other options as well. I think Tom Opachik over at Parramatta is very, very good. And also I think that Justin Olam is running straight under the radar. He average, he actually averages more than Tom Opachik. And he's thirty-five grand cheaper, so it's quite interesting. You probably have a lot to do during the Origin period as well. I think Justin Olam is heating up and heating up well. So if you want a direct swap, that's actually cheaper. I'm liking my man, Justin Olam. Would you pick? Uh, would you put Avrilo in those sort of in that sort of department? Because Avrilo's at four seventy and Opatrix five eleven. He's yeah. actually a little bit cheaper, and he's also the the main half now. What I would say no is I think we need more players that play in good teams. And I think Opacic and Olam, both, they're both in the top four yeah, teams. Okay. Yeah, Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Because they don't suck. You know you know that even when they play, even if they lose, it will only be by just. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll still yeah. play pretty well. But when still going to get some attacking plays. Yeah, when the doggies, they'll either get smashed or they'll be in a tight game every 10 mm-hmm. weeks. You just have more certainty. And the same thing, these two guys, they're the – Number one center in their both teams. Like you just yeah. don't have that same. Averillo could be straight out of the team next week if Barrett doesn't like him. So yeah, I suppose there's uncertainty in there. Yeah, I think uncertainty comes in that price. 
But sticking on this one is close to our hearts. Now, this is from Chris. He calls himself the notorious Mood. <laughs> this is for you, Kyle. He's got 10 yellow per second and didn't really do too much against the Warriors last week. He wants to know his, your thoughts on his form and job security or have I landed into... Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. Kyle, thoughts? Yeah, I think um, I think there's definitely better options out there, to be fair. Um I, I looked at his stats before, and yeah, he's been scoring some good point, points. Um, but I, his job security definitely is there. There's no 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 disputing that. He's definitely going to be a starter, or still going to get big minutes off the bench. But we touched on it before. I think there's a better option out there, and that's Matt Lodge um, coming into round 13. He's going to be getting an uptick in minutes with Haas not there. Um, uh, I think yeah, I think Lodge is a better option, and. Um, then we can add yeah, Pasek is probably yeah probably missed the boat there. I don't think he's a pickup to be fair, and um, yeah, I think it is a trap to be fair. I like that. All right, next question. Let's look at some. I'm going to skip this Carrigan. I think we've covered the the Carrigan stuff. Andy, yep. let's have a look at cash cows, man. So Hanzo, he wants to know. There's two questions. One from Hanzo. He wants to know the top our top three cash cows under 374k. <laughs> And then (laughs) Billy Billy Lurham, he wants to know cash cow of round 10, magic round. All right, Andy, who are you thinking? Any cash cows that you've put your finger on? It was hard finding three, but I'd say there's a possible one. Could be a a Tyson gamble if if Broncos keep playing well because I think he's 270K. And underneath that, there's this risky ones like Flegler, Mm. um, but – yeah, like we said, we talked earlier in the discussion. His his impact on the game might not be that much. And another one is possibly Ben Marsh. Yes, spot. that's who I thought as well, Andy. Yeah, yeah, I got him as well. I whacked him in there. Yeah, yeah. With you take it away, Kyle. Yeah, I, I um, I put Ben Marsh because probably my top one now that my man TJ's not going there. Um, he's signing with a uh, with the Hurricanes, re-signed with them. So, um. Yeah, with Viral's out, um, you know he's out for for an extended period now. Um, the only other real competition here is Adam Kieran, I feel. Um, and Marshy played eighty last week, did he not? Yeah, he did. Uh, I'm pretty sure he played eighty last week, so that's minutes, obviously yeah. a good sign. So yeah, I think if he can continue to play that eighty minutes while Viral's is away, even when Viral's gets back, he's not going to go straight to eighty minutes. So yeah, you might get a good. A six to eight weeks out of Musk, and I think yeah, he might make you some cash, eh? Yeah, I'll wait. Tack- how many tackles he made that get last game? Yeah, no, I don't know how many. Sixty-nine tackles. That's unbelievable. So yeah. I meant to do that hey, eighty minutes. I'm still a wait a week, I reckon, because just remember they were down a one bench person, so I reckon he probably would have lost a few minutes had they been to seventeen. So I'll just wait maybe one week just to see what happens there. But boys, the other guy, Nico Hines. And with all these injuries at the Storm, you know, at the start of the year, especially, give me, ring my bell again, uh, who's the young bloke from the Knights? What's his, the backup fullback's name? Oh, Tex Hoy. Tex Hoy. Yep. Remember how we were trying to do that whole money thing when Colin Callum Bonga was out? <laughs> yeah. I reckon it's, it's better with Nico Hines because Nico Hines is, how the hell has no one signed this young bloke? 
Oh, he's definitely putting a putting up a case for future signings, hasn't he? Did yeah, anyone watch? He's filling in with Ryan Paps and done a brilliant yep. job, and he's filled in for Munster before yeah, yep. last year, and he's done a brilliant job. So mm-hmm. this is just him for him. It's just dollar signs. He's done the old Sam Walker. Let me just let my footy do the talking. So I think someone will sign for him, and he's just raising his dollar signs. And it also yep. makes the case to say if he's that cheap. And he's there unsigned. He's just going to play a bit better. So I look for him to sort of um, make some massive fancy points and money if with Munster out for two weeks and Origin as well. So yeah, I think he's a good he's a good cash cow. Yeah, I'm not sure if any of you caught it, but Matty Johns did an interview with him a couple of weeks ago. And it was scintillating. Like his backstory with his mum going to jail, him losing contracts at Manly and all these other clubs as well. He's you know he's 24 years old. He's still young. No, he's old. No, mate, I'm 31. <laughs> he's bloody young, all right? <laughs> <laughs> For a footballer who's just coming on the scene, like, the way he plays, you'd think he's 28, 29. Like, he, he, he looks 19 with that, with that long flowing hair. Jeez, yeah, like, he does. It's like, he, it's like Heath Ledger's come back from the dead. How much does he look like him? <laughs> he's my man crush, so he's, he's all right. That's fair. He's a good-looking boy. <laughs> <laughs> all no, right. He's, he's a good one, Tigger. Yeah, nice. Three to go, boys. Why don't we stick with you, Andy? Because I know you've been wanting to talk about this guy for a long time. Garth Freeman, he asked, your thoughts on Renoff Atoni? Personally, he seems to be playing like a young Martin Tapao. Could he be a real hidden gem? I think 100%, yeah. He's uh, He's been killing it lately. You mentioned him on Sunday Pod as someone I've been looking to pick up. Um, he's playing over 40 minutes. He actually averages 50 points, and he's starting lock this week. So I think he, Jackson's coming back. I still think he plays that um, powerful role off the interchange. So he's a massive in for me. Yeah, he's definitely proven his worth for sure. All right, next question, Nicole. Sam Stew, he wants to know, is it worth trading Teddy and Watson to TPJ and Starling? I'm still holding the likes of Paps, Luttrell, AJ Brimson, and Dane Laurie. What's your thoughts here? Yeah, uh, this is a tough one, man. Um Teddy's lost that much cash. Why would you kind of maybe get rid of him now? He's lost that much. That is he worth just a sell or is he worth a hold? I know he's going to be out for origin. He's had his problems with HIAs as well. Um, I'm a bit in two minds. If he's going Teddy to TPJ, I, I kind of don't mind that. Um, he, if he's got Trell, Pap and Brimson, uh, I, I'm hoping he's got another wing fullback because if he gets rid of Pap, he's only going to have three. Mm. Uh, sorry, if he gets rid of Teddy, he's only going to have three. So, Unless he's got another backup option and wing fullback, and not to mention Pep still might not play this week. So I think he has to be very careful if he lets Teddy go. Um, he might sell himself short with a wing fullback there. Um, and for me, we've already spoken about Starling. I don't think he's a buy. Yeah, fair call. All right, final question of the night. Jeff Mapu. he's got 130K in the bank. I'm looking to go from Wade Egan to either Fogarty, Luke Thompson, or Jake Trevojevic. All right, so Jack Trevojevic, he'll be playing Origin. So I think, and he's not really playing, he, he's consistent without, if you don't want a flashy guy, then yeah, you'd go Gerbo. But with Origin, I'd probably give him a bit of a tick off. Luke Thompson's actually playing quite well. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him. But the same thing we talked about before, trying to get players from better teams in your team. And I just don't think that you just don't know what to expect out of him. I think just with Fogarty, I love him as a footballer. Mark put a pretty good rap on him last week. He is yep. kind of like a Moses, just 100K cheaper. And right now, I really like his new partnership away from Ash Taylor because he takes just a hell of a lot more general play kicking, 
He's already the goal kicker in the team. I just think he takes just a lot more authority when Ash Taylor's not there. There's no Ash Taylor doesn't have to be back into this team because the young bloke that replaced him, him and Fafita have come through the ranks all the way through, so they know each other's game quite well. So don't be surprised if Ash Taylor doesn't get back into the team. So I like Fogarty. If you're going to make a straight swap from Egan and Fogarty, especially from a hooker, I'd probably be leaning to balance your team out more with a half than going to a middle. So for me, Fogarty, are you a fan of Fogarty there, Cole? Yeah, man. Yeah, he's um, – although I've got three million halves in my team already, he's another one I'm looking at. He's – the halves this year just seem to be just really scoring well and, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to grab another one if I have to, especially if he's going to be making the points he has been and the cash that he has been. Um, yeah, I, I am a big fan. If I didn't have Moses, he would probably be the next one I'd be looking at. Uh, but I still, as I said, still might grab him anyway. Yeah, for sure. Well, Kyle, mate, you've made it to the end. Time flies when you're having fun. It's nearly been an hour, which has been fantastic. We appreciate you coming on. Before we let you leave, now Twitter, you're always active. If they want to start following you, interacting with you, I'll give a warning out. He jibbers a lot about the Warriors, but he's a good bloke. So what's your Twitter handle, mate? I think my handle's um, at Kalo187. Um, yeah, I'll just double-check you. It's at Kalo, K-L-O-187. What did you say? Kalo Sex 69 <laughs> not dinner for two, bro. <laughs> Andy, do you, know, do you know your Twitter handle? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> well, we won't I give did. it out. We I won't did. give I, it out then. I um, I rely on you for those things. You're my, you're my backup. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a follow across all the social medias, Talking League Pod on Facebook or Instagram. You'll find us Talking League One on Twitter. I'm sure you'll find Andy going to hit him up for a date he's got a girlfriend though but <laughs> we'll be back on thursday we'll have some more fantasy relevant stuff with all our captains our trades for the week hopefully we'll get a little bit of news over the next hour or so on david for so we can start trading away and we'll have punters club i got a little punters club up last week so we're back on the board we're ready to go again for this round as well but gentlemen andy you have a good wednesday and we'll check you on thursday Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Kyle, well done. Loved it. Cole, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks again, awesome. mate. There's a lot of pressure coming coming on here because last week, Andy, Mark put a lot of pressure, and ad, as did Adam, for Andy to return back into the starting. This is like Momo. Like, we might put Corby as 18th man. <laughs> like Momo, he's been multiple clubs and just can't get a start because someone else is better. So, yeah, yeah it could be. Look, here we go. I'm going to start. I'm going to call you Kyle Burden. Oh, Cole Burden, he's coming on the left edge and he's just, Corby's in trouble. He just, he's just delivering, isn't he? He is. But Cole, <laughs> as, long thank- as, as, as long as it's not Cole Flanagan, I might get dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, it's been amazing. We'll get you back awesome. on during the year, mate. But thank you again for your yep. time, mate. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you, boys. Go power. Go power. Thank you. <laughs>